Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network, home of the Firebird Book Awards, the Positive Change Podcast Awards, and this podcast, Authors on Fire. I am Pat Rulo. Today, I am with a Firebird Book Award winning author, Maria Imbalzano, and her previous Firebird winning book is titled Dancing in the Sand, and the recent win is titled Sworn to Remember. She has a new one just released called Island Detour. Maria graduated from Fordham University School of Law and practiced law for over 35 years before retiring to focus full-time on her writing career. She has given dozens of seminars and written countless articles on issues of divorce and child support, alimony, taxes, domestic violence. She hails from Trenton, New Jersey in the heart of Chambersburg, which is an Italian section of town. She studied and worked in Manhattan. And following law school, she moved back to New Jersey to practice law. There's really so much more to find out, and I will send you then to her website, and the website is mariaimbalzano.com. I am so thrilled to have an opportunity to share her with you. Welcome to the network, Maria. Pat, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, congratulations on winning, once again, the Firebird Book Awards. Thank you. I was thrilled to receive that award um, for two books over time, so it's been great. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. Before we get into your books, here's a fun quote from one of your bios where you say, Living in New York City, albeit on a tight budget, allowed me to indulge my love of ballet, art museums, and theater. And then you ask, did you know you could walk into a theater after intermission and no one checks your ticket? You have enjoyed the second half of many plays as well as ballets. And I say, who knew? (laughs) I'm not sure that that still happens, but I imagine that it does. Um, My girlfriend and I used to take the bus from, we were at Rutgers at the time and, of course, had no money. And, And she didn't even care about ballet, but she would come with me and you would be able to buy the last two rows in, a, in the theater back then for ballet at $2. Mm-hmm. And um, we, <laughs> we would get those seats, and she would scout around the first act um, to see if there were any empty seats in the orchestra section, and she always found some. So we were able to move down for the next act. But the plays, we just walked right in oh. after intermission. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that. And I love that. So you went for the ballet, but she went for the thrill of the hunt for the uh, the good seats, right? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's a good friend, isn't it? She was great. She was so good at doing that, especially for the ballet. I mean, the theater she loved, but ballet, she oh, didn't know. care so much. <laughs> Such a good story. Well, all righty. Now we're going to get serious. Um You were a divorce lawyer for 38 years, and now you write contemporary romance full-time. I just want a little peek into that journey, how you made or what caused you to make that transition. Well, I'm a reader at heart. I love reading. I always did since I was a kid. Um, So I would work all day um, doing divorce and come home and deal with the kids and dinner and everything else. And I wasn't a big TV watcher. I would always get in bed and read. And I was reading a novel one night, 
and said, I bet you I could do this. Now, why I thought that, I really don't know. (laughs) But I had never been good at creative writing when I was in high school or college. The only type of writing that I really liked was in law school. I loved writing legal briefs and legal memorandum because it's, it's linear, it's analytical, and that's the way my brain works. But for some reason, I just thought I could write a book. So I, um, across my desk at work, we have to take continuing legal education credits. And it was a flyer that was for those credits, How to Write a Book in 14 Days, A Lawyer's Guide. And I'm like, this is fate. <laughs> this, this thing has just come across my desk. I'm signing up. And it was just a half-day seminar, but it was so perfect for that lawyer brain um, to, to sort of map out your whole book. And the person that was giving the seminar called it a blueprint. And that's, that's the way I now do start all my books. I get a notebook, which is so old school, and I write every scene, every chapter, the way he had taught us to blueprint a book. And then I sit down at the computer and start working on it. But it took a long time to get there. So even though I went to this seminar, How to Write a Book in 14 Days, that's an impossibility, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it was a good start. And then I, I, I started writing this, this book that was in my head. And it was terrible because I didn't know anything about how to write a story, a book. Um, so I started going to New Jersey Romance Writers. It's a, an offshoot of Romance Writers of America. And they always had wonderful speakers and they had seminars. And I would go to writing conferences and speak to other authors. And I started learning the craft. Um, and that's what got me going. But it took me 15 years from the day I said, I think I'm going to write a book to the day that I got a publishing contract. So persistence was key in my part, on my part. I think that's so inspirational for anybody listening who has those aspirations of writing. And it also gives you a dose of reality is that you're not going to write it in 14 days or triple that or quadruple that. You know, it takes a long time, again, to perfect your craft if you haven't written in the past. So you kind of gave us that balance of both both sides here with your journey. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. Yeah. One of the, the funny things that I learned with my first manuscript was, you know, I went to some seminar and they said, you're only supposed to have one point of view per scene, whether you're in the heroine's head or the hero's head. And I went back to my work in progress, and I would have, like, five in the same paragraph. (laughs) I mean, I really knew nothing about writing, so it was very eye-opening. But it wasn't until the fifth book that I wrote that I got published. So I just kept going. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm not sure why. Stubbornness, persistence. (laughs) I prefer persistence. (laughs) Or perhaps just meant to be. How's that? That's it. That's good. <laughs> Let's, let's go with that. Oh my gosh. So you just published a book yesterday titled Island Detour. It's your 10th published novel. And you say that has a tortured history. Tell us. Oh, it sure does. <laughs> so that was the let's see, that was probably the fourth manuscript that I wrote. 
before I got published. So it, at the time, it was called Island Detour. And I always love my stories. So, <laughs> you know, I sent it out, and I wasn't getting any traction. I wasn't getting an agent. I wasn't getting to publishing companies. So it was with all the first four books that I wrote, after a while, you just put it aside and start your next one, because that's what I did. Um, so about two years ago, so it sat in a drawer. About two years ago, on our writing loop, I saw that Hallmark Publishing had a call for unagented manuscripts. And Hallmark Publishing started, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. I'm not even sure of the time. But I think they just wanted to start publishing books so that they could take those books and turn them into movies instead of buying books from other publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they started this arm. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, I have to send this in within a couple of weeks. Um, it, was, it was only open during the month of March, and I saw this at the end of February. So I'm thinking, what do I have that I've never published that I might be able to turn into something that Hallmark would be interested in? So I pulled out Island Fever, and um, I thought, this is perfect. It takes place on an island. It's It's got a lot of romance in it. Of course, I write steamy romance, and that's not a Hallmark mm-hmm. publishing thing to do. So I had to take all the steamy parts out of it, and I polished it to death. And I sent in what they had originally asked for, synopsis and the first three chapters. And within two days, I had a response. So, of course, before I opened it, I'm like, okay, rejection already. That's quick. (laughs) But I opened it, and they said, we'd like some more. So I'm like, oh, this is too exciting. So I I worked more on the book. I sent in another 10 chapters. And then I waited and waited and waited. And every once in a while, I would send an email And I didn't realize I was emailing with the executive director or um, CEO or whatever she was called at the time of of Hallmark Publishing, but that's who it was. And she was very positive. She's like, you know, we're still reviewing certain manuscripts. We will be back to you. Don't worry. So all of a sudden, I'm looking at my writing loops emails, and I see that there is one that says, Hallmark Publishing is closing. Oh. I'm, like, I'm like, no, this was the book that was going to get picked up, and of course they were going to turn it into a movie. <laughs> um, so that was very depressing. So I took the book and put back all the steamy parts, <laughs> and, um, and I sent it out to another publisher and did get picked up, and that's where it, it is being published now, the Wild Rose Press. So, um, and that came out yesterday. So, so my old books can get a life if I put the work into mm-hmm. it. See, again, I think that's a great piece of inspiration because so many authors write books and then, you know, when they either get rejected or life gets in the way, they stash them somewhere. And so they can always be resurrected. That is so true. Mm-hmm. And, and once you have the experience and know you know, have a write a book, um, it's, it's so much easier to fix it. Yes. So. Yes. Well, tell us a little about the book. Just give us a sneak peek so we can entice people to pick up a copy. I would love to. So the main heroine, her name is Sophie Kearns, and she's a uh, Princeton prep school teacher, an English lit teacher, and she's very buttoned up, very conservative. 
she's in her early 30s, and she has a plan. Um, her, her lifelong career plan is to eventually become the headmaster at this school. And the reason why she's even teaching at this school and why that's her goal is because she had wanted to go there as a high school student and couldn't because her parents didn't have the money and she couldn't get a scholarship to go there. So that was her plan, and that plan gets derailed slightly when she finds herself involved in a scandal at the school. So she's suspended for a period of time until an investigation ensues, and she decides to go down to the Florida Keys, where a friend of hers has started an environmental school. Now, she's a fish out of water, and she's not an environmentalist at all, nor is she a water sports type person. So um, she ends up down there meeting Max, who is the hero, and he's a marine biology teacher down there, but he's very into marine life and conservation and water sports and teaching the kids, and he doesn't understand why she was hired. Um, so there's a lot of conflict between the two of them. He also believes that she was hired for a reason that's going to thwart um, his goal. So there's lots of fireworks and friction, and it's kind of it's a little bit funny because of her attempts at fishing and kayaking and camping. It also pulls on your heartstrings. I write emotional romance stories. Again, as you're saying this, I'm thinking that is definitely Hallmark worthy. It just has all the all the trimmings for a Hallmark movie. Right. It was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> well, it's their loss. <laughs> Absolutely. Did they ever get back to you to say they were closing or you just found out that they way? did they did not. I learned on the writing loops and I wow. know that they still had a lot of books in their pipeline that they had already contracted mm-hmm. for. So whether it closed down immediately or they're still sort of limping along, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. But I did find the woman that I had been emailing with on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. and I wrote to her, and she wrote right back to me, which was so nice. And she said, I am terribly sorry. I'm sure you're disappointed. But she said, here are three other publishing houses to send it to, and good luck. So it was very nice of her to oh, do that. That's good. At least you had some kind of closure or response to, to all of that. Um, I want to talk about, you're doing something very interesting right now uh, that I think a lot of authors will be interested in, the book blog tour with Island Detour. Just give us the little thumbnail idea of how one might go about creating a blog tour. So there are certain companies or book sites that, Put these together for you. Um, so I ended up hiring. It's called Goddess Fish, but there's there's a lot of other ones out there. It's just that I worked with them in the past, and they're very easy to work with, and it's not a lot of money. So what you do is you just say there's all these different kinds of tours that you can go on, and I picked a certain one. So uh, after I tell them what I would like, within about a month or so, um, they sent me fifteen. Um, blog sites that have a, that had agreed to have me on. Mm-hmm. Each one I had to go into and see what they wanted. Many of them were interviews, written interviews, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots of questions, either questions about Island Detour, about the characters, doing character interviews, asking about prior books, asking about me in general. Um, so each 
each site or each stop has some sort of interview or some article that I wrote because of a question they asked mm, okay. me. And then most of them also want an excerpt of the book and, you know, a picture of the cover and buy mm-hmm. links and social media links and that kind of thing. So, you know, that took a yes. while to wade through 15 interviews, and you don't want them all to be the same because you don't know who's stopping by each one. Right. So you're trying to be creative and different, and oh. and but it's fun. It's, it's fun. So they just started yesterday. Yesterday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you done this before? I have. Not as many. Uh-huh. I don't think I made 15 stops before. Um, I did something similar, though. It could have been like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice because you're trying to get your book out there to people that may not see it right. on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or wherever. And they get to know a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, thank you. Let's just maybe step back and, and talk about your most recent Firebird Book Award win. The book is titled Sworn to Remember. Is that part of a, a series? Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And that, that book also has a little bit of history. So that's the, the third book that I ever wrote that was sitting in a drawer. <laughs> However, when I, wrote, when I wrote that book, it was called Weekend Diaries. And it was about four girlfriends from high school who are now in their 30s. And I wrote the book, and I submitted it to New Jersey Romance Writers Contest for Unpublished Authors, because I wasn't published at the time, and I won. And of all people, that was one of the judges for that contest was Kristen Hanna. And I got to meet her that day at the conference because she was there and she was a keynote speaker. And she had also been a lawyer, but she never she didn't practice for more than a couple of years, I don't think. But um, anyway, I, now that was in 2003 when I won the award for Weekend Diaries. I ended up getting an agent out of it. I ended up having an agent for about two years and I really wasn't getting anywhere. I don't think that I was her number one client. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so after a while, I just said, this isn't working, and um, we parted ways. So Weekend Diaries, although she had sent it out to a couple publishers, it just really wasn't gaining any traction. So then I started sending it out to wherever I could, and it still wasn't. So I put that book in a drawer and moved on to Island Fever, which is now Island Detour, and then I moved on and wrote Unchained Memories, which is the first book that got published. So Weekend Diaries was always this book of my heart because I had kind of based it on my girlfriends in high school, me being one of the one of the characters, and I decided to turn it into a series. And I gave each of the girlfriends their own book. So um, so. Sworn to Forget is Nikki's story. Sworn to Remember, which is the book you're asking me about, is Sam's story, Samantha. Sworn to Fly is Alyssa's story. And I'm working on the last one, Sworn to Collide, which is Denise's story. So it's been very successful. <laughs> uh, once I you know, pulled it out and tore it apart and decided to make it into a series, um, that was a good, a good move. Mm-hmm. All righty. 
I wanted to also mention that I love the title of one of your books, Red Velvet Crinkles and Christmas Sprinkles. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to read the book just because of the title. It's a real mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good one. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, that came about because my publisher, The Wild Rose Press, every once in a while decides to do series, and this is called the Christmas Cookies series. They wanted Christmas books, Hanukkah books, whatever holiday that anyone celebrates around December, um, submit a novella, but it had to have cookies in it. So, and the title had to have a cookie title. So I'm trying to, you know, you don't want to do something like chocolate chip cookies or something like really too too general right. or too common. I needed something different. So I'm sure I was scrolling through cookie recipes. And I'm thinking, oh, red velvet. I love red velvet. I never heard of red velvet crinkles, but I'm going to make them too, <laughs> which I did. They're delicious, by the way. Um, so that was such a fun novella to write. Um, that book won a lot of awards. It's just, it's just a, a fast read, a holiday read, small town, um, takes place in, it's in Princeton. It starts out that the parents own this little gift shop in Princeton that is failing. And the daughter comes home from New York City where she's working as a lawyer and has, her firm was downsizing, so she came home for a little bit and helped them turn their gift shop into a a bakery for cookies. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's the story. And of course, she runs into the guy that she had a crush on when she was in high school. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 a really fun read, and it's quick. So. Is that starring Lacey Chabert? <laughs> It is not. It's just too old. <laughs> she's been around a long time, hasn't she? I mean, she's a wonderful actress, and I, I do love her. But, I do, too. She um, she started in, I think, Party of Five. Yeah, I never saw that. It's I, I do remember reading that. I There were a lot of young actors that have mm-hmm. moved on and are still acting from yep. some of those old shows. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, she shows up in a lot of the Hallmark Christmas movies where she's making cookies or candy or cupcakes is always a big thing. Right. <laughs> oh, the cupcakes are the ones that make me want to go eat cupcakes. <laughs> they look so good. That icing, oh my God. <laughs> oh, you should probably put your red velvet crinkle recipe online next to your book. You know, I should and I will and I have it and I should have put it at the end of the book I don't know what I was thinking because so many people have written to me and said you send me your recipe and then I do (laughs) but you're right I should put it on my website and I will do that get busy Maria what the heck are you doing (laughs) oh my gosh too funny so they always say to write what you know which you do what other genres would you be interested in writing? If you were going to do like a 180 and write something completely different, what do you think it would be? Um, probably a psychological thriller. I love those oh. books. Oh. And that is a 180. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, you really have to plot and plan that out and and sort of yeah. put little clues throughout the book. But I really do love reading those types of books. So that might be something someday. Also, I've, I've toyed with a historical fiction 
Um, my mother grew up in Roebling, New Jersey, which was a big seal town. Um, Roebling Factory was there, and it's, it's about 20 minutes away from where I live. Mm-hmm. And actually, blueberry, the Blueberry Swirl Waltz takes place oh. in Roebling, and it's kind of about my mom. It's not her real story, but my, I, it takes place in the 1950s, that story. And um, my mom was an Arthur Murray's dance teacher, and I have the main character as a ballroom dance teacher. And my grandmother owned an ice cream and confectionery store in Roebling. And um, I based, that was the setting of the book. Um, so that was a really fun book to write because I, my mom is still alive. She's 96. Oh. Wonderful. And I interviewed her and did two blogs um, on my website, interviewing her about the, the store, the candy and ice cream store, as well as her days as a ballroom dancer. Um, and that was fun. But because Roebling is so close to my heart, having my mother grew up there, my grandmother had the store there, and my aunts and uncles lived there, I was toying with doing a historical fiction based on one of the Roeblings. Mm. But I haven't really honed in on that yet. Mm. That sounds like something you might have to do just personally. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And your mom's doing well? She is. She's oh. an amazing woman. She does crossword puzzles every day, cryptoquips, <laughs> reads. She reads all my books. She's she's like my agent. She'll go into Barnes and Noble with my bookmarks <laughs> and start handing them out to people. <laughs> like I never want to be with her because yeah. it's so embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like, that's not my mom. Don't worry. <laughs> It's like every doctor's office she goes to, she pulls out my bookmarks and gives them out to the people that are working there. Oh, my God. It's very funny. Very, very special, you know? Yep. She is very special. Well, enjoy spending time with her. All right. Covers. Your cover art. Let's talk about that briefly. The Wild Rose Press, which is where all of my books are published, um, they have about maybe eight cover artists. And I, I chose one for probably starting with my second book. And I love her covers. So ever since then, that's who I request. Mm-hmm. So what I do is we have to fill out a sheet of, of what, what are the important details of the characters in the book or the setting. And it's just a one-page questionnaire that goes to the cover artist. But I take it a step further because I take everything a step further. <laughs> and I look at stock photos for hours mm-hmm. <laughs> um, trying to, to determine what I want my cover to look like. And I write down all the numbers of the stock photos that I like and that I think she should consider in, in coming up with a cover. And she's been fabulous to work with. Um, I feel like we know each other now, even though I've never met her. And now, she, before she even sends it, to the publisher, to the publisher, she'll send me two or three options and say, "Do you like any of these?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it's it's really nice that we have this great relationship. And her name is Diana Carlisle, but she probably has her own um, website as well. I don't think she just works for the mm-hmm. Wild Rose Press. Wow. Well, it's good to have the same illustrator especially for the line of books that you're doing because it just gives it such a feel of continuity and secondly when you see a cover now you know it's yours right you. yeah well and, and especially when you're doing a series like the sworn sisters series they they look very similar 
it's it's um it's the two the hero and heroine mm-hmm. at the top and at the bottom is the town or city or wherever that that the setting is and then each one is a, a different color, like a blue hue or a green hue mm-hmm. or an orange hue. So um, got to come up with one for Sworn to Collide. But <laughs> if I ever get this darn book finished, <laughs> but it will be. I've just been um, writing our New Jersey Romance Conference or group, our club, has a writing challenge every February called J-Ro-Rymo, which stands for Jersey Romance Writers Month. Month. (laughs) And we're supposed to write 30,000 words in the month, which is a little more than 1,000 words per day, given the fact that there's either 28 or 29 days in the month. This year we got an extra day. (laughs) So um, I – and you could also – edit a, a book that's already done. It doesn't have to be new words, but that's a three-to-one ratio. So I I decided that I am going to finalize Sworn to Collide this month, and I've been working on it every day, despite the fact that my book just came out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's a little crazy month. I also am doing the Jazzercise Challenge of going to 24 classes in 29 days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is clearly the month of challenges. Oh, I love that though. It's so exciting, exhilarating, and inspirational. Thank you. That's so awesome. You're gonna you'll accomplish all of it too, I'm sure. Well, once I set my mind to yes. something, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like there's no way I'm not going to do it. No. So <laughs> I get that. I'm exactly the same way. Well, it's always good it's always good to have a goal. And like I don't I don't generally have a new year's resolution Mm -hmm. but i do have a list of goals and i decided to write one per month i wrote them down for myself and they're not you know they're not like crazy goals they might be to clean out my closet um but it's something that's that you can accomplish so i I love to cross things off my list I don't believe you said that. I think I just posted something somewhere. I don't, maybe it was on our blog at Teeny about making lists and that sometimes I actually do something that's not on the list, but then I put, after it's done, I put it on the list just so I could cross it off. I do the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of like cheating. <laughs> it's that sense of accomplishment. Yes. You see all those things crossed off. It's like, yes. That is so, <laughs> so weird because nobody else sees it. I mean, I don't put it around for anyone else in the house to see. It's just me. So whether I put it on or not doesn't matter. But just the satisfaction of crossing it off is, oh, I met a kindred Absolutely. spirit here. <laughs> You're the best. Oh, my gosh, this has been so fun. I want to make sure we're not missing anything, though, that you wanted to highlight today. I didn't have anything specific to highlight other than that my new book is released, yep. was released yesterday, so I'm very thrilled about that. It, it felt like it took, well, it did take so long <laughs> because I wrote it 13 years ago um, and decided to pull it out like two years ago. But the fact that it's finally seeing the light of day yes. and being out there is thrilling. Yep. So it is. That, that's really the only thing that I wanted to really talk about. And that is quite an accomplishment. You can cross that off the big list of things to do. (laughs) Island Detour is now out there, and it's no longer stuffed in your 
drawers, huh? That's right. That is right. Oh my gosh, Maria. Well, if you would share any and all contact information where folks can find out more about you, where they can get copies of your books, take us wherever you want. I do have a website, which you talked about in the beginning of, of this session, and it's my name, MariaImbolzano.com. You would think that I would have taken an easier name, a pen name, but no. <laughs> my husband's last name is Pine, and I never took that name. So, <laughs> um, Anyway, it, it was that's my, my website. All of my books are on my website, along with bylinks. All the books are available on Amazon. BarnesandNoble.com, iTunes, print books are available at Target, as well as Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Not in the store, but on, oh, online. Um, I am on social media. I've got, a, I have actually two Facebook accounts. One is my name, just Maria Imbolzano, and one is Maria Imbolzano Author. Um, I post on both, so it doesn't matter which one. Um, I'm on Instagram under Maria Imbolzano underline author. And I think that's uh, Twitter X yep. <laughs> under my name. <laughs> I'm there sometimes, sometimes not. Um, but, but mostly my website. I, I do try to post blogs once in a while. Also, if you would sign up for my newsletter, any of you out there, um, I don't send them out like too much, I think about once a month, unless I have a new release or I have some sort of contest going on. But I do give away um, free books, free e-books, um, and I always have fun questions and try to talk about some funny things that might make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's if you just go to my website, you could sign up for my newsletter, and I won't bug you with a newsletter every week or every day. It's usually about once a month. Um, so those are the, the most important ones, and I love hearing from um, any of my readers, so you could contact me through my website, and I will absolutely respond, and then you'll have my email address, and that's about it. All right. Maria Imbalzano, and we talked about her Sworn Sisters series, Red Velvet Crinkles and Christmas Sprinkles, all kinds of great books on her website, and for sure, Island Detour just came out. Everyone needs to head over to her website and check that out. One more thing about Island Detour, that will also be a series, because there's so many great teachers at this island school (laughs) that I decided, oh, I need to tell their stories, too. So it is, um, it's part of the Sunrise Island series, which that's just the first book, and that's the only one that's been written so far. Oh, that's good to know. Yes, if you've got those great characters, it's a shame to let them go to waste. And, and <laughs> That's <need> right. To... <laughs> they, they need their stories to be told. <laughs> they do, they do. All right, we're going to keep our eye on you. This was a real treat today. I was so looking forward to talking with you, and we've just we touched on so many important and fun things. Thank you so much for sharing your books with us and entering the Firebird Book Awards, and uh, I look forward to doing more with you. Well, thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate your time today as well. It was fun. 